over the weekend we saw a UFC Vegas 12 and quite possibly at least in, in um, according to Dana White it is Anderson Silva's last fight in the UFC we'll see if he you know do, does some Anderson Silva stuff you know some janky fights in over there in uh, Brazil maybe he goes to Bellator for a one-off I don't know but I really hope it was the last one personally but like uh, welcome back Let's talk some UFC, shall we? Between UFC Vegas 12, Habib not actually being retired, and a little preview at UFC Vegas 13. You down for that? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Yes, sir. But before, before, real quick, before I get into things, just on uh, Monday night, it will be released Friday. I had the interview. I had an interview with the Guitar Hero Justin James, and I swear his story is something straight out of, of a movie. He debuted in the UFC in July, uh, um, June twentieth, on the uh, Blades of Volkov card, where he would beat his opponent Mike Camacho in forty-one seconds, and he wasn't even on the UFC roster the Tuesday before the fight. You guys are going to need to hear this one. Once again, we'll be on Friday. Super amazing person, and you're not going to want to miss that. Okay, there we go, Blake. Let's get into things now. UC Vegas 12. On the prelims, we had Alexander Hernandez versus Chris Grutzmacher. And if we remember a couple years ago, he was a highly touted prospect um, back in 2019 until he got his stuff kicked in by the Cowboy Serrano. He really put him in his place. But with his TKO over Chris, is he back? He's definitely on a hot streak now. Uh, I, I think it's still going to be interesting to see where he goes from here just because, you know, his last big fight was against Cerrone and he kind of, I mean, didn't really show up too well in, in that fight. So I'd like to see him fight an, uh, another step up in competition again and see, you know, where's he at mentally and see, has he kind of climbed that, that hill, so to say. Mm -hmm. So you think you give him someone close to the top 15? I guess so. You could, just you could do 15. 15. You could do, yeah. I, I, I think you could do 15 or just outside. Mm. Give him give him someone that's like, you know, going to challenge him for sure everywhere. Ch not just challenge his skills, but challenge his cardio. I want to see him go past the first round if possible. That's right. I mean, with the lightweight now, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Donald Sterling's top 15. Oh, no, but Drew Dober wouldn't be that bad of a thing if you want to test him. Just saying that one out there, Sean Shelby. It would be a tough fight. That'd it would be, be a real tough. tough fight. Real one. But, hey, we got to see. And then also, um, later on in the on the main card, we had Greg Hardy gain a TKO over Maurice Green in the second round. And, Blake, so one thing that um, Justin and I discussed, what, one thing that he was really adamant about, he's training with guys like Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's been over at Extreme Couture Gym, um, where Justin trains, and he's he's beating him in wrestling and we were talking about this and he thinks that greg hardy is having the usc is essentially padding his record right now and do you think that's true because the only guy he's really fought is volkov where he got his stuff kicked in uh i don't necessarily think they're padding his record uh i think it just kind of comes down to matchups and so far he's had favorable matchups i'd say I mean, they could they could go out there and give him someone that'll just take him down to the ground and punish him, you know. Mm -hmm. But why would they why would they do that with um, with someone that they think could be a draw potentially, someone that they know is going to get traction 
around the internet, you know, on social media. He's a polarizing figure. Why would they just go out there and feed him to sharks? There was a reason that he was given Volkov because they knew that Volkov probably isn't going to take him down and lay on him and, you know, do like an Alexei Olenek type of, uh, type of an approach. Uh, but I think it's just, it's more, I don't know. I guess you could kind of say they're padding his record, but I just, I don't think it's necessarily fair because it is the UFC. I mean, there's not really too many easy fights anywhere. That's fair. I mean, I could say I do agree with Justin that they're padding it, uh, but also at the same time, I kind of understand why because there he's a big, well-known name in in the NFL world. Does not hurt to bring some fans, some possibly bring NFL fans over to UFC. And honestly, at the end of the day, we all know UFC is about making money. Dana White's all about the dollar dollar bills, and Greg Hardy doing well is probably going to be good financially. Whether because he's a guy that a lot of people tune in to just to see him lose as well, because there's a lot of hate towards him. A lot of it's justified, but that's besides the point. So, I think the UFC just sees money with him, and I don't blame them for trying to just boost his record a little bit. You know? Yeah, I mean he he is pretty new to the sport. Right? Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about it before we started. First fight back two in years, two, two or three years. Yeah, exactly. So it was in July of nineteen. Against an awful Yuan Adams, he sucks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, so I mean, the early fights, those are literally his first fights, you know. So I mean, I, I do understand he's not getting the elite of the competition, but I also think that the UFC is doing the right thing and kind of developing mm-hmm. who they see as, I guess, talented. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Um, then the co-main was, of course, number fifteen ranked Bryce Mitchell, where he would dominate touchy feely on the ground i mean the stand-up was even it, it was um feely actually pretty much won the stand-up and that's why he won the second round but bryce mitchell was able to land a career record of seven takedowns and he dominated the wrestling dominated in the clinch and i thought that this was a phenomenal showcase by bryce mitchell yeah he definitely surprised me i didn't think that it was going to be that easy to to kind of keep feely down like he mm-hmm. did I thought Feely was going to be, because usually Feely's one of the taller featherweights, you know, so it's a little tougher for, for some of the guys to take him down. Like I, I specifically remember Dennis Bermudez, that fight that he had against uh, Andre Feely. And he could just, he had a really tough time taking Feely down because Feely's legs are just so long and he could, he could just always have at least three points of contact, you know, mm-hmm. touching the floor at all times and get up very easily. So Bryce Mitchell being able to keep him down, and the one thing I would have liked to see more from Bryce Mitchell, though, is some more ground and pound. I think he needs to work on that a little bit more. Uh, but he did he did a fantastic job for the most part. First round was all him, I'd say. Yes. Second round, Feely was looking sharp on the feet, but you could tell he started to gas out. That that pace started to add up, uh, specifically with Feely. And I mean, man, he had him rocked though. If you remember that flying knee, I, even yeah, Bryce. That was a good one. That was even a Bryce. Good uh, one. He admitted after the fight, he was like, yeah, I mean, I remember I got hit with something. Was it a flying <laughs> knee? And, uh, I, man, it was just so hard to watch that fight and someone had to lose, you know, because right. they, they're both so – they're awesome dudes. Uh, fun, they're, they're fan favorites, I think, both of them are. Uh, and it was an entertaining fight, to say the least. 100%. We had some, we had some cuts. We had some, some bruises, so and you can't really beat that. Best of all, you had the debut. I mean, we were talking about this, hyping this up on the on our uh, last UFC talk last week, mm. previewing this. And those camo shorts did look very nice. I man, they did a good a, job. 
he is a trailblazer, <laughs> you know? And it's some Arkansas boys. That's what I need. I was saying on Twitter, a lot of people agreed that we need, as soon as fans are back in the stadium, let's go to Little Rock. Let's go to Arkansas State, put a UFC event headlined by, by uh, Bryce Mitchell in that basketball arena over there at Arkansas State because – Sweet damn, that would sell out in Dude, that a would be minutes. crazy. That would be that would be an experience right there. Wouldn't I'd like that to see be that. fun? Wouldn't that I'd be like fun? I'd like to see that. And Have he, Miss Ping commentate. Oh my gosh. And, it, uh, and that even better on top of that, the perfect guy, well, depending on how long it takes, you know, Bryce Mitchell, broken hand and all that, we'll see. But a really guy, uh, a really good fight for, I think, him to uh, go into next. Put him against a guy like Dan Ige. I, I think that'd be... A phenomenal matchup. Uh, well, I mean, we were we were looking at the top probably like ten to numbers ten to fifteen in the rankings. Yep. Because if you're Bryce Mitchell, it's like okay, you just fended off the guy that has always been itching, has always been scratching, you know, down on the on the on the top fifteen in Andre Feely. You just fended him off, right? You solidified your place. You actually stepped up a on the. I'm looking at UFC.com right now. Yeah. You actually moved up to now. number fourteen. So if I'm Bryce, I'm like, all right, cool. I, you know, I solidified myself in where I stand in these rankings. Now I'm looking up. And so we were talking about this beforehand. We got Ryan Hall, Shane Burgos, Dan Ige, and Sadiq Yusuf. Mm-hmm. Numbers 13 to 10, respectively. And I think, yes, out of those matchups, for me, I'd want to see him fight either Dan Ige or Shane Burgos. And it definitely, it just depends on availability, I think, and those guys' willingness to test themselves against Bryce. Because, I mean, Bryce, uh, I forget who was saying it over the weekend. I think it might have been John Anik, but he is for sure on everyone's radar now. Yes. Like, there's no, you can't pretend to, to not notice him anymore. You can't say, like, oh, he, he hasn't he hasn't fought anyone now. It's like, no, he's he's beat some legit dudes now. So you got to start giving him some respect. You got to respect and, him. And, and he deserves side, a fight. Though. Yeah. 100%. On the other side, though, if you are a touchy-feely, you got to be worried that you are just that you don't just turn into some sort of gatekeeper kind of role, which is, unfortunately, it seems like that's what he's turning into. He's always been the cuss of 15. I mean, he's most recently lost to guys like, you know, Bryce Mitchell, um, Sadiq Youssef up there at 10. So he's close, but not quite there. So it's getting a little worrying because he's kind of getting on his career. We'll see what he can really do with that. And of course, hey, he's still young. He barely turned what 30, 31. He's getting close. We'll he's, see. He's, he's very, very young. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind. Feely's going to be in that 15 it, at this at 145, man. It's unforgiving. These it's mm-hmm. all about matchups and it's whoever shows up on that certain night. I mean, dude, he's fought. He has fought Max Holloway for just one person to right. name out of like all the people that he's fought already. Right. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's fought Calvin Qatar. You know, and took him to a decision. I mean, he's fought some. He's fought Yair Rodriguez. He's fought he some, some good studs, dudes, dude. He, so I mean, it's he like had an easy fight. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's tough to see. Like I said, it was tough to see one of those dudes lose because I mean, both of them deserve to be in the top fifteen, in my opinion. Yeah. But it's just you know, there's. It's a. It, what I'm trying to say. Long story short, is these are. This is a shark filled division. One forty five, one fifty five. Yeah. I think are both shark filled. One forty five, one fifty five, one thirty five too. Probably easily the best divisions in the UFC. I would say. Uh, but I mean, if we want to talk about age, one guy that is certainly up there, forty five year old Anderson Silva had his last fight at least in the UFC um, mm. o- over the weekend. He looked really good in the first two rounds. Um, 
but then he nearly he got rocked. Um, he got knocked down, nearly pinched in third. Then Uriah Hall came back and finished him in the fourth. And damn, Uriah Hall, he's almost a title contender. See, I think you're so wild for saying that. I just he finished Anderson Silva. That's 45 years old and oh, way past his prime. Anderson Silva, it's still Anderson Silva. It, I know it, it's still Anderson Silva, but it's like, dude, it's he's not a legit title contender for finishing Anderson Silva. He's getting, well, with the people he's he's been, I mean, he he's only fought dogs too, and like his his knockouts are just. Dude, he got beat by Kelvin Gastelum. Okay, you say that like it's a bad thing. He's Who's like a 170 pounder if he cuts weight correctly. Ooh. I'm not saying Kelvin Gaston isn't world class, but I'm just saying, dude, like Uriah, Uriah, uh, I almost called him Faber, Uriah Hall. I mean, I just don't, I don't buy, I don't buy him being a, a title contender until he, he would have to fight someone that's, that's next level. I mean, mm. no disrespect to Anderson Silva. If this was, you know, five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and and he got this result, then yes, absolutely, sign me up. But let's not pretend that this is anything close to what Anderson Silva used to be. I so mean, that where was do we go next with Uriah Hall? Then where do we go next with him? What's his uh, next matchup? If you if you if he wants to prove it to himself that he's going to be this t- next talent contender, who's he fight? Man, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Yoel Romero, dude. You want to you want to say that you're a title contender? Fight Yoel, beat Yoel Romero's ass. I mean, because that's another guy that's like super athletic, hard hitter. Um, but it, it just kind of sucks because last time we saw Yoel Romero fight a striker, he just did nothing. I mean, so, because I mean, everyone that's kind of above him, Cannoneer's out for a while. Yeah, uh, I would love that fight between him and Cannoneer, though. Isn't Costa? Didn't Costa? Uh, isn't he fighting Weidman or someone? Pollock, I I don't know what they're doing with that one. I forget what happened. Um, maybe Derek Brunson. Brunson. Um, Brunson would be a would be a solid fight. Have they fought already? Um, they did fight, and he lost to Derek Brunson, so that'd be a rematch. Um, he that'd lost. A, to, yeah, uh, that'd be a rematch right there. That'd be he, a good one. I believe it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, he lost in twenty sixteen to uh, Derek Brunson. Brunson wouldn't want that though. But no. I mean, yeah, Hall. He's not. He's currently sitting number nine here in the rankings on UFC.com. He definitely. I mean, he's probably not going to fight Gaslam. I think they're homies now. Uh, it's hard because I mean, Hermanson is. It, for uh, me, it have to. It have to be Romero or 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 Brunson. Your Romero is probably the best. I. I'll, I'll Romero, Romero. I think he would. He would have the the most to gain, mm-hmm. but it would be the toughest fight. You know. Because if you beat Romero, even if you just point him out, like, hey, you Uriah Hall's a gamer on... though. He he's a fighter. I think he would take that fight too. I, that I, would be a good. Uh, that would be a good call out. Honestly, you get a lot of respect for that. Call out him. Okay. That. Hey, Uriah Hall, Yoel Romero, Sean Shelby, App Blake. You know, just hire us, man. Just one card. We just want. Hell, I don't even want one. Just give us a prelim. Just give us a prelim to 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 book. You know. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> just no limits. Any fighters have McGregor fighting on the prelims. He wouldn't accept. Was this 2010? <laughs> Jeez, when was the last time? I really want to see that's that. When was the last time Conor McGregor was probably not his, on the main card? It was probably his first fight in the UFC. It was probably the last time he was on the prelims. Maybe. Guarantee it. Maybe. Um, next up, if we want to talk about Conor, let's talk about the lightweights, Blake. 
because uh, after this, there's a whole bunch of news announced after this UC 12, um, Vegas 12 um, card with Dana White at his presser. One of the things he said that he doesn't he doesn't believe Habib is actually going to be retired and that the belt is not vacated yet. So, and Dana White has already said he does not want an interim belt for this uh, division. And then, since the Poirier versus McGregor 2 fight is already all but official, do we make that fight for the number one contender spot? Is that the move? I think you have to. I mean, that's that's probably the only reason that Habib would probably would stay. I mean, who else is he going to fight? GSP. Tony Tony Ferguson. GSP is not going to drop to 155, though. No. We've already talked they about that. They do cash away 165 like we were talking about, you know, 160. So, I mean, there's really, like, who, who else would be deserving besides Tony Ferguson, you know? Uh, no one. No one. So, they're probably offering him a crap ton of money, <laughs> and he gets to beat up McGregor again if, if he if he can make it happen. So, and that's that's a real rivalry right there, you know? Those guys have some bad blood. I'd love to, I, to I think everyone that. would love to see it. Isn't that the record? They, they they broke the record, didn't they? Yeah, they broke the record. That that was a UFC two two six two two seven back and in. I can't last, remember the exact number. Last November, it was record. Was breaking. that twenty nineteen? Twenty eighteen. Thought it was twenty eighteen, right? It was twenty eighteen. Yeah, because so. last November was Poirier. Oh. Two Novembers ago, or September or something, Damn. It was like a two while Novembers ago. ago. What the hell, bro? This is Dude. hey, hey, it's time flying flies. Time Time's flies, fine, bro. But, um, so do we make this for number one? That would sell huge. It, it, <clears> we're <throat> expecting this to be in January. Obviously, it's going to be headlining card because Conor McGregor, belt or no belt, they'll probably main event over someone with the title, but anyway, they'll put a title fly in the co main, just have Conor in the main, and this. Dustin Poirier could get his, his shot again, but if you see, you kind of want McGregor to win this again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's like we were just talking about the biggest pay-per-view ever between uh, McGregor and Habib. If you can get that rematch anyway, man, that would just be huge. That would just I, be huge. I should just promote uh, if Conor wins this fight against Poirier. Conor is fighting for a belt, which is huge. It's Conor McGregor, too, which is huge. Then it's Habib, who is trying to go for 30-0 against two people that despise each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's too easy. To, I oh man. And the UFC already does amazing. Their marketing team is fantastic. Like, those, all their fight and card promos, amazing. So imagine what they could do with this. It's going to be good. I mean, just, yeah. The first buildup was already perfect, you know, with the whole throne of the dollies and through the bus you know where's noah and just all this crap that mcgregor was talking taking shots during the press conferences i i would be really interested to see that fight get ran back i mean i hope that mcgregor somehow could find a way i mean he's he lasted till round four that's pretty impressive gaichi found a way out in two rounds and connor did win he um or against Connor, Khabib lost the first round of his career. So. Is that facts? Did we did we see the at least in the that? UFC? At least in the UFC, he lost that. He lost a round. I think it's the second round he lost. Hmm. Yeah, that was I mean, that was the thing. It's yeah, I, that's the only fight though, really, that I could see Habib having. I mean, beside like I said, besides the Ferguson fight, but since that Gaethje domination, I just 
I think everyone kind of lost the fire for that matchup. That's fair. All in all, hey, hey, Conor McGregor makes money. That's end of story right there. So, Blake, let's get rolling on into our UFC Vegas 13 kind of preview for this. And the first fight I want to talk about is going to be opening up the main card. That's Claudia Gadea against um, Yan Chowen. Chinese, uh, that's the one. But, I mean, talking Claudia, she had a huge win over Angela Hill back in May. Albeit, some people thought a little controversial, thought it should have gone Angela Hill's way. I am not a part of that crowd, so, you know, I'm okay with Claudia. And she uh, got a lot of fanfare from that. Um, but, I mean, Jan, on the other hand, she's 12-1, and one, and she also did beat Angela Hill back in June of 2019. So... Um, and, and she's a big up and comer. That's because that's because she fights herself. everybody. Angela Hill is a savage. <laughs> she's a beast. And, and that's she, why she's a commentator now. She makes she, money. Oh, dude, man, hey, you see fighters and commentating. There's some really good ones right there. Um, what do you think about this one though? A lot on the line for both fighters, really. I don't really know enough about Yan. I mean, who are who are some of her last opponents? She she beat Carolina by decision in February. Mm-hmm. She beat Angela Hall in June of 2019, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's all she's got in the UFC, right? Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be interesting. And the thing is, is the uh, she's got an inch of height, which doesn't really mean too much. Sixty. So Claudia Gadalia has a half inch reach advantage on Yan. They're both the same age. It's going to be, I think, I'm just not a huge Gadalia fan right now. I just think that really? she's just, I just don't think she's, she has so many close fights now. Mm. And I don't see that dog in her that you'd see in like a Joanna or uh, um, uh, who was the girl that just beat uh, Chikagian, um, Andrage. Oh, yeah, I just, I just don't, and even Angela Hill, like you can tell. And so I know like when the going gets rough, like they're going to keep, they're going to get going, you know, they're, they're not going to stand there and take it. And even Michelle Waterson against mm. Angela Hill, that she, she really impressed me too, even though I felt Angela Hill got that dub too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm not really a huge, I'm not impressed by Claudia anymore. I think her best years are behind her. She got so close to the belt before and, you know, failed. I just, I, I really don't know if she has that, uh, I don't know if she has it in her anymore. So according to you, it's not going to be the fun Saturday night for her this weekend. I don't think so, man. Does she, does, do we know if she trains, does Jan train with, uh, the champ? With, with Jane Whaley? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. Very, very, um, possibly. Um, but let's move on into this student. Next one though, a guy that I've been very excited about and I'm super pumped that he's getting the next fight. Brendan Allen. And, and he has a chance to uh, make an even bigger name for himself. He's on the three fight, um, seven fight win streak overall, three of the UFC. Um, he had one Dana White's contender series, um, and then he's he's this really good, cool guy that's been proving himself. Twenty twenty has been a solid year for him, um, especially in, in the UFC Vegas cards. Where do you see this fight going? Oh, I have to correct myself. That uh. Um, Yan Jeanon has had five fights in the UFC. She's mm. undefeated, five zero. Yeah, I can't remember the last time she uh, that fight that loss started has in, been for years. Yeah, well, her first loss was back in twenty ten. 
and it was by submission rear naked choke now she's so. 12 and 1 hella good honestly them the chinese fighters like especially jang Weili, there are some their women are some scary scary Savage. fighters they're brutal they really are they do not give a damn but uh, brendan allen dude what do you, you think about this guy i know i know you're a fan of his yeah, he's a con- uh, contender contender series veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, earned a contract from uh, to the UFC through that, which is always pretty impressive. You know, high pressure environment. Usually, got to get a remarkable finish to get a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's been undefeated, right, since mm-hmm. he's come over to the UFC. Yeah, he's um, all three of his UFC fights. Um, so he had the Dana White contender series. And then he's now had three fights in the UFC proper, and he's his last fight was really impressive. I remember uh, he was fighting um, that guy with the crazy name. What was his dang name? Let me look it up right now. Well, he was man, um, and then he was having some beef, but Brendan Allen, big old, uh, I mean, fifteen is really good. Chris uh, Kyle Dawkins. <laughs> Um, not not the Chris the Chris Dawkins is guy you have to watch out for in the heavyweight division who's gonna be making some noise soon. But Kyle Dawkins, man, he uh, I mean, he, and also he put the first loss onto Kyle's record too. Now he's sitting yeah. at nine and one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just I just remember how like physically imposing Dawkins looked before that fight, and I was like, man, Brendan Allen might have a a tough little time with this guy, but he really put it on him. I remember he had that guy busted up really good, mm-hmm. uh, and then got a knockout against uh, Brees. And also a submission against Kevin Holland. I mean, that's probably the most impressive one on there to me is like he was able to to make pretty uh, decently quick work of Kevin Holland, who's a trash talker, gets into <laughs> your head, you know, a rangy, lanky guy. Yeah, and that was when uh, they were already hitting each other. For, he was pissed off at Kevin Holland for missing weight. You know, they had that little fight in the hotel lobby. I don't remember all that. Yeah, it was fun stuff right there. But... I think Brent Allen gets it done against Ian uh, this weekend, and he's just going, you know, fourth straight fight, fourth straight win in the UFC. It's going so, what's, do you know what the beef is centered on? I never really got the the full I scoop on don't that. No, what, what? I just heard them mention it on the broadcast. I know the they weekend. don't like each other, but I don't know that maybe they uh, bully each other as children. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just looking at the tail of the tape, Brendan Allen's six foot two, seventy five inch reach. And Ian is at five foot nine, seventy-two inch reach. So Brendan Allen has a pretty decent uh, yeah, he's height advantage. Pretty sizable for middleweight too. Five inch uh, height advantage and a three inch reach advantage for Brendan Allen. Six-two in middleweight is not bad at all. He yeah no he's he's pretty good size. Pretty uh, good size. What's Adesanya? Six six three six three maybe yeah he's a little taller, um, but. He's like Brendan so. Allen's a good size for sure for the middleweight division. I I'm, think, yeah, I I'm agree really though. I think he's gonna to get it done. Guy, though. He's he's gonna make he's gonna make some statements, man. But in that co-main, we got a nice, nice heavyweight matchup between Andrea Orlovsky uh, and of course Tanner Bozer, another guy that's really been making a name for himself over the over this past summer. And I am really excited. You know, the Canadian dude. You know. Um, and he already has a two big-time TKOs over the last couple of months. Of course, Arlovsky's coming up um, with his last win. He had one fight this year, um, beat his teammate, um, Philip, um, Philip Lins. And, man, I think Bozer has a legitimate chance against Andre this weekend. Yeah, I can see it. Andre's kind of at the you know twilight of his career. I think one real good punch could 
probably knock him out. He's definitely shown an improved chin though in his last few fights, mm-hmm. so he's not. He's definitely not as easy of a fight as I think people were starting to think he was. Uh, but man, another ex champion, two weeks in a row, we get to see some ex champions fight. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty confident with seeing Brees. Would you call it an upset or? Which would a, a Bozer win would not be an upset? I don't think. Bozer, excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I really like him. The stuff he's been doing, he's looks he's looked damn good. Honestly, personally, I like. I'm more of a fan of of Chris Dacus. I think he's a little better fighter. But I really like what I've seen out of Bozer. Also, the mullet is really, really can't miss stuff. You know. Right. The mullet makes you makes him want to refer. It just makes him look like a total badass. But I I like Bozer. Andre's a really good fighter still. He's no pushover. But he's, you know, you said Twilight. He's closer to that whole gate, gatekeeper kind of thing. Bozer wins this. He's getting very close to the top 15. I think he gets it done. But the biggest fight, of course, is going to be the main event. This is a fight that's been pushed back twice now with either guy testing positive. We've been waiting months for this. And the only problem is now, since we're waiting so long, Blake, we heard the news about Izzy um, and Jan. That's going to be the next fight at the 205 division. So this fight kind of takes a hit uh, in, in importance overall with, between Thiago Santos and Glover Texera. Do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I think it does. Because, uh, I mean, we already know the next fight for the champ for Jan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be Izzy. Like, there's no doubt about that. It's confirmed. I think it already has a date, right? Um Pretty so much. that that's that's got to be a little official. that's got to be a little deflating for them but i mean at the same still have that claim for the number one overall i think uh contender afterwards i, I mean i i would think mm-hmm. but it's just weird because that that the only thing that would scare me if i was them is man if izzy wins that just opens up a whole nother can of worms and then and you're just gonna be john jones next and then they're just kind of screwed for a little bit right contender one to being maybe two three four because if john jones comes back izzy wins young number two because he just lost there's still dom reyes in there somewhere mm-hmm. i mean it just gets so muddied up if uh if izzy if izzy comes in there and, and wins and wants to face jones let's talk about the fight itself though because um tiago santos he has not been in the uc octagon i believe 560 days of course double knee surgery after Pushing John Jones to his limits um, in, in that five-round fight where he, he looked very, very good. Um, argue, a lot of people argued that if it wasn't for the knee injuries, he could have won that fight. It was a split decision, mind you. And then Glover is coming off of an absolute mugging. Oh, oh, poor Anthony Smith, man. Anthony Smith looked great in the first two rounds. And then Glover was literally punching teeth. And then they're in the corner with Glover on top of him. And Glover was just apologizing. That was, that was a tough fight. That's just the UFC though, dude. Hey, that's MMA. So, what do you think about this one? Who has the edge coming into this fight, and who do you think walks out being able to boast that they should be the next contender for that two hundred five pound belt? I think anyone's guess is as good as mine on this one, really. Uh, Teixeira, I he's kind of he's he's hot right now. He had a killer performance against. Um, Anthony Linehart Smith, uh, Tiago Santos, he's coming back from injury. And I mean, his leg was torn up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he had pretty much anything wrong with your knee that could go wrong. Right. It seemed like uh, after hearing the, you know, 
thought Josh Emmett's was bad. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. So it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back from all that. Um, but I mean, Santos, if he's back to full form, that's a scary man. You know, that's that's a that's a guy that has a sledgehammer tattooed on his chest, <laughs> and like his freaking nickname is like, isn't it like Machete or some crazy? It's like I think I don't it's remember what it's Brazilian. It's something crazy that means in Portuguese. It means something ridiculous is all I know. So he's he's like a killer in my eyes. I wouldn't want to fight him. That's for damn sure. I wouldn't want to fight any UFC fighter though. I this is uh, gonna be a tough fight. I think it does go the distance. I, I really do. You think, think it's it gonna go the distance? I, think I don't think distance. so. Oh, I think someone's getting finished. But it's a five round fight. It's gonna. I think someone's gonna get finished for sure. Who's getting These finished? Big Blake? boys. You got you got to pick a name. It's the name of the game with the show, especially. We well, don't I mean, just we pick. Like I said, I just, it's like toss up for me i think if i had to pick and you're holding a gun to my head damn right i'd probably have to go i'd probably have to go to shara just mm. because i think i don't know i mean 560 in... days out of the octagon is no joke Texera right. has had he's been fighting he's been having good fights though but I mean, if if we're going I mean, he to... looks sharp though too. Is he's the thing. Good. It's not like he just he's a. It's not just he's active and he's had one good performance. It's like no, this guy's been at the top for mm-hmm. a very long time. He's a legitimate light uh, heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Whereas Thiago Santos is, you know, he's kind of been here and there in terms of you know middleweight, heavy, you know light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what Thiago Santos looks like coming back from injury. I think that's the main component in this fight. But Glover is so freaking good. Even if Thiago Santos He's such a was fully man. healthy, He's such I'd a still man. I'd still feel really good about Glover's chances because he's he's legitimate for I, sure. I love I love the Glover <clears throat> pick, but at the same time, I kind of want to lean uh, Thiago Santos because go, it, it's going to be a factor. Taking 560 days off the octagon is a huge factor. You cannot deny that. But he also was the one that pushed one of the greatest fighters of all time to his limits and edge out a split decision against him. If he's anything like that fighter, Glover is going to be in for one hell of a fight. And I really do think that Thiago has what it takes to be able to pull out a win on Saturday. Uh, but honestly, for whoever wins, I'm not going to be surprised. Straight up. It, it's. I've been waiting for this fight for a while, dude. I'm super excited for this one. Yeah, no, I can't wait either. Yep. It's gonna be a really good one. Should be much. I think it's gonna be a much better card this weekend uh, than last weekend for sure. I mean, the last card was pretty top heavy. Like the really the last three fights were the only one that mattered. But there's and the good... last three fights were probably arguably the you know kind of the worst almost that besides besides Feely and besides Feely besides and, uh, and Mitchell. Mitchell. Hey, I don't know. Is I am super excited for this. Uh, but that's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. Let us know what you think, uh, all your thoughts about UFC Vegas 12. Uh, what do you think is that Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier fight going to be for the number one contender? And give us your picks for UFC Vegas 13. You can do this by following us on Twitter at 4th Long Radio, at Instagram at 4th and Long Radio. Or you can go over to best way to do this is, of course, go to our iTunes page, Apple Podcast page. Raise five stars and let us know all that you think of what's happening in the MMA world. But like I said at the beginning of the show, Justin Jane's big time interview, Guitar Hero, will be out on Friday. And then also, Blake, you may have noticed, especially if you're watching the video version of this, 
uh, podcast. I am rocking the brand new fourth and long hoodie. Okay, looking very nice, looking looking pretty sexy. You know, Blake, I I do see I make it look good. What the? What did you just say? <laughs> I said I look good, Blake. Okay. No, what did you say before that? You need, sexy. To, you need to wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> oh come You're on, a psychopath. What's up with that disrespect, bro? Come on, man. Now hype, you look I Hype your homie up a little bit. I know my hair. I don't want to get your head too big, man. You know. Hey, I already got a big head. It's okay. <laughs> you got to. You got to. Um, but, of course, you can find this on our shop. Just go to our website, www.thefourthandlong.com. Click on apparel, and then you can follow that link right there on that page. Take us off a bunch of nice T-shirts, um, long sleeves, crewnecks, hoodies like this, and just have yourself one hell of a time. But, like I said, thank you all very much for watching till the end. Follow us everywhere. Blake. It was always a pleasure with you, our very own UFC correspondent. Thank you for your highly educated input. No problem, bro. Reigning champ right here. Reigning champ is of the suck my fake title. You've played correspondent. Blake I'm Campbell. not ever gonna. I'm not. I'm never gonna say the actual title. It's but I good... am the reigning champ right now. <laughs> You're the reigning. I am champ. the champion. We'll put the respect on that, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy watching UFC Vegas 13, and we will catch you guys in our interview with Justin Janes. <laughs>